Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We conclude our sermon series called Glimpses where we found shadows of Jesus in the Old Testament. Our desire was that through this series you would find great joy and renewed reason to meditate on the Old Testament as well as the New. We have Geshe Marul share God's word with us today from Isaiah 61. We see how each of us have been anointed and destined to be used by God for the extension of his kingdom here on earth. Will you listen with an open and sensitive heart to what the Holy Spirit has for you today? Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you today. Even as we take some time to dwell into God's word, we're going to complete this entire series that we've been seeing over the last five weeks, called "Glimpses from the Book of Isaiah." And today, the passage that I will be focusing on is from Isaiah chapter sixty-one. So, as I mentioned, as we conclude today's series, we'll be looking through Isaiah sixty-one, a prelude to the entire thing from Isaiah forty to sixty-six, is a message of hope, a hope that uh, in the midst of all that's happened. for israel in the midst of captivity and ruin and you know desolation and displacement and you know going through all of that is hope hope of a coming messiah and it's interesting that even as we start the sermon today the entire focus of this hope is not one of physical uh, change that we would want to expect you know the uh, fulfillment of this hope that isaiah speaks in 61 happened 500 years later and when we see happen 500 years later people held on to certain aspects of this hope and they were having a particular revelation thinking their messiah their king their um, their freedom would come in a particular way but jesus came to seek save the lost but it didn't happen in a physical realm it happened in a spiritual realm because the enemy has bound us first in the spiritual and then he binds us in the physical and many a times we look for physical breakthrough but when we haven't yet attained our spiritual breakthrough we find that the physical breakthrough is useless because we still are empty we still are lacking peace we still are lacking that freedom that we can enjoy in Jesus and so we'll be going through today the first four verses from Isaiah 61 and as we go through it i would ask that your eyes would be opened to see which areas of my life which area of my spirit man needs Jesus more than ever before because when he came down he came down to set the captives free we are all bound so today we could be christians for the longest but we might still have a few areas in our life where we are still bound by certain things we are still struggling for some of us we have probably you know found a way in which you know we, we don't have to look at that at all but then in our least expected moment it creeps up and it you know shakes us up And so today if you have all these questions I pray that as we meditate on God's word that you will find his strength in his word and you will find the strength to ask him Jesus I need your help would you please come down So the first thing I would like for us to do is to go on to read from Isaiah chapter 61 and this is what it says The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the broken hearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness 
for the prisoners to proclaim this year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So the first thing that I would like to emphasize from this is we are anointed to proclaim a gospel of transformation. We are anointed to proclaim a gospel of transformation. We see here that the spirit of the Lord was on Jesus. We saw a few weeks back that because Jesus had the Holy Spirit, he was able to obey as he was 100% man here on this earth. He was able to obey God the Father and stick to the will that was destined for him to walk through, even though it included suffering. And so today, when the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he is the one who anoints me. And it's interesting, it says here, the Spirit of Adonai Elohim. Adonai Elohim. And this same Adonai Elohim comes in Genesis 1. He is the Spirit who breathes life. He is the one who creates. And it's interesting, many times our understanding of God is just God. But when you see Adonai Elohim, it's like when you see, uh, you know, when we just got um, a, um, a dog during the pandemic and, you know, like any other dog owner, we didn't know much. And as we decided, okay, let's go with this particular breed of golden retriever. But the first thing is they come under a general category as dog. And then as my kids saw, it, it was a puppy. And then... They suddenly got to know its name. After it came and moved in, they knew this is a golden retriever pup. Then it became a golden retriever adult. And so over a period of time, their understanding of just from knowing this is a dog to knowing this is a golden retriever grew. And then they are able to see, okay, so each and every uh, breed is of distinct characters, of distinct, distinct temperament, is of a distinct behavior. And so this is the same thing. At one stage for us, we all will look to him as Adonai Elohim. But then suddenly, as we are intentional and diving deeper into God's word, he will suddenly become our El Shaddai. In times of desperation, he'll become a Jehovah Jireh. In times of the utmost need, he's our Jehovah Rapha. The more we start experiencing him, we will find there are so many different sides to our God who we worship. He is God, but we will see distinctively as we draw, as we mature. That's why it's interesting when we talk to people who are mature in their faith and when they go through a tough time, they are calm in their spirit. Physically, they might be going through a sickness. They might be going through a tough time. The pain must be there, but their spirit man is so strong because they are at peace. And so today God wants to set right that he wants to anoint us so that we will be able to speak this gospel of transformation. Why is this gospel of transformation important? Because when the spirit comes in, he is the one who governs us. So today, a lot of us, we say, you know, Jesus has to come into our heart. He needs to work in and through us. But, you know, God's promised the Holy Spirit to us. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. That's what happened when he ascended. He said, I will give you the Holy Spirit to be with you. We're going to read from John chapter 14 verses 15 to 17. And this is what Jesus says. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
and i will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for he dwells within you and he will be with you his anointing changes us when the spirit of the lord is upon us it will change us when the spirit of the lord is upon us i will move from that position 1 to position 2 to say spirit of god you lead the way i am in submission to you my spirit man will be submitted that's why when we allow the holy spirit he's the one who brings restraint he's the one who brings that word of knowledge into our mouth to speak what is needed many a times we'll be thinking now flesh you know what i need to give this back to them but the spirit of god when we are in submission will restrain our mouth he suddenly gives a glimpse of what it is that we need to see through the eyes of the spirit and we will understand god is in control so what is it that god wants to do first he first wants to renew us internally he wants to renew our mind he wants to renew our spirit so that we will start doing things physically many a times you know when the bind doesn't happen in the spirit level we will just do it for the sake of doing it physically so that we we please someone we'll make someone else happy we'll be like you know what if i do this uh, i'll be in their good books watchman he goes on to say this beautiful thing he says god aims first to renew man's darkened spirit by imparting life to it because it is the spirit which god originally designed to receive his life and to commune with him god's intent after that is to work out from the spirit to permeate man's soul and body so today my entire sermon is not about us finding a physical uh, transformation no it's i mean all of us would love a physical transformation um i know as january comes a lot of us might be signing up to um to some kind of a regime either diet or exercise to get some form of physical transformation but today i want us to concentrate on the spiritual transformation can he work in and through us it says here when the spirit of the lord is upon me he has anointed me what does he do he does three things yeah, he causes us to proclaim the first thing which he causes us to proclaim is to proclaim the good news the proclaimed good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the broken hearted the word poor in the greek is not a socio economic poor that we see no the poor that we see here is the afflicted the oppressed the humble and the meek and so today when he anoints us he expects us to see the things that he will use us to proclaim the good news we will god will use us god used jesus in fact isaiah 61 is the same verse that uh, is being quoted in luke 4 when jesus goes into the synagogue in nazareth and he says that this has been fulfilled in fact the reading first uh, and the second verse jesus goes on to say you know what i have fulfilled this he's saying no longer do you have to wait when isaiah wrote his entire book this book was passed on through the exiles it was it kept passing on to generations for 500 years it kept passing so whenever they would read this they were in hope saying that you know what a redeemer is going to come he will come they probably thought you know he'll bring good news he'll set us free when you read something like this good news to the poor no man when jesus came he said i am the messiah i have come here to do the spirit things here on earth i want to change not just the physical aspect because god first and initially when he brought israel out of captivity from egypt he did everything around physically but he realized their spirit man was weak 
And that's when he said, you know what, if anything has to happen, it has to change within. And he decided to send his son. And so when the Holy Spirit comes, when we have the Holy Spirit, because Jesus has gone up, he's going to come back again. It says in verse 2, he's coming back for vengeance to take on the enemy, to once and for all defeat him. But then that's when we'll get to spend eternity with him. But as we look in this, we see that his coming in and saying the good news for the poor is so that everyone who is weak, who feels oppressed, who feels afflicted in their spirit will be set free. And so today I want to ask you, are you feeling poor in your spirit? Are you broken hearted? You know, we live in a world where the narrative is, um, you know, uh, the gospel, the, the word of God that the Christians speak is for the poor. And I would like to correct that it's not for the socio-economic poor, no. It's for the people who are broken hearted. A God came specifically for those who are broken hearted in their spirit and who are in desperate need of a savior. Broken hearted, not so that, you know, physically we will fix everything and then our spirit man will be okay. No, broken hearted that our spirit man will be fixed well. And then even if it takes time for a physical and even if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Because when spirit man is in right standing with God. And so today, as we read, there is nothing that God cannot bind up. And the reason why I'm saying this, why nothing God cannot bind up is the fact that a lot of times we are living in a time where we need to declare and bring God into the mix, bring the spirit of God into the mix. You know, we use this verse a lot when we gather to pray. You know, uh, whatever is bound here on earth will be bound in heaven. And I want to read that verse again specifically because we as Christians have the spirit of God within us and we can stake claim to that. So I don't know today what is it that you're struggling with. It could be some form of a struggle that, you know, you suddenly have started seeing as a trait in your life. Probably you don't have a right understanding of, you know, um, uh, of family or a right understanding of relationships or a right understanding of money. And suddenly you've been pursuing all this and you still are feeling empty. You suddenly thought, you know what, if I do this, if I settle down and get married, it might do me good. But the skeletons in the closet still keep coming up. God's saying, I'm willing to bind it up for you. Would you submit it to me? Probably you've been a victim of abuse and you're saying, you know what, God, I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling and I'm struggling by myself. No one understands. Jesus is saying, I am here to bind it up with you. Would you come in agreement with me? Matthew 18 verses 18 to 20 goes on to say, I assure you most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth shall have already been bound in heaven and whatever you lose, permit, decree lawful on earth shall already have been loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree, that is, are of one mind and harmony about anything that they ask, within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. One of the beautiful things that we as Christians get to do is, we don't get to journey alone. A lot of us, God meets us alone, works with us alone. But then when we start, you know, taking territory, which the enemy has already claimed, that's when we need to come together as a community of believers of the same faith united in spirit. 
And so today, a lot of us are lacking. A lot of us, our faith levels are shaky. A lot of us, are, our understanding of Jesus is in a state of poor. And God's saying, I'm willing to set that right. I'm willing to set that right. Probably today you're in a place where, you know what? I didn't have a good family atmosphere. I was, I was, I was up to my own tricks. And, you know, my understanding of family is, so my understanding of being a role of a husband or a mother or a wife is completely warped. He's saying, I'm willing to bind up those broken areas. Just imagine, no, it goes on to say in the scripture that God's love cannot uh, be understood. The breadth of it cannot be understood, neither can the height. So there's nothing too hard for him to really bind everything and bring it together. He loves fixing broken things. And when he fixes it, he makes something beautiful out of it. So today, would you be willing to proclaim the good news in this particular area? The Spirit of God is willing. He's willing to bring the good news into that particular area of your life. Would you allow him to work in and through you? The second thing is he's willing to proclaim freedom. Freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. You know, freedom comes in the name of Jesus. Freedom comes when we are followers of Jesus. Freedom comes when we decide and say, Jesus, you are my God. Because what happens is ownership changes. And when ownership changes, we experience freedom within what God's called us to live by. Jesus operates in freedom. Satan operates us with having us bound. He holds us to the ground. He, he, he constantly is like, you know, trying to make sure that our physical area, our mental area is all, uh, he's, he's giving us those guilty pleasures and making sure we are bound by that. But here he's saying, when the spirit of God is upon me, it will allow me to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Today, what are some of the prison doors that we are locked in? For some of us, it could be addicted to uh, pornography. For some of us, it could be addicted to drugs. For some of us, it could be alcohol and so many other things. For some of us, it could be addicted to the wrong company of people. For us, some of us could be even addicted to having so many relationships because we are not finding, uh, our spirit man is not finding fullness in any of these relationships. This is what uh, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 8, and I'd love for us to read it. goes on to say, Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, everyone who practices sin habitually is a slave of sin. Now the slave does not remain in a household forever. The son of the master does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, then you are unquestionably free. Unquestionably free. So today, what status are we willing to be in? Are we willing to be in the status of slave? Because God's saying, you know what? When The minute I come in, I see you as my child. The minute I come in, we find freedom in Jesus. The blood that was shed on the cross was bought for us at a very high price. And he's saying, it is yours. Would you come in to see that freedom have been in your life because once we enjoy the freedom in Christ we will soon realize you know what nothing else matters the release that uh, Isaiah talks here 
to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners release here in the greek word talks it's not about uh, uh, breaking open it's literally opening of our eyesight so what happens with sin is our eyes are shut we are in darkness and we somehow get used to being okay in darkness but when the light comes in when the release happens with the holy spirit that's what happens you know the revelation that jesus brings why is there a breakthrough with certain uh, when we call on the name of jesus and when the holy spirit works in us why does addiction suddenly disappear it's because our eyesight are open it's because suddenly he says you know what this is what causes this and this is not fruitful and suddenly you what you were blinded by you suddenly are set free and you're able to see clearly you 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 have an opening of your eyesight and today can we ask god god even as we allow this anointing to fall on us and this transformation to happen upon us can our eyes be open so that we can experience freedom so as we proclaim the good news and as we proclaim his freedom the third thing is you're going to proclaim the year of the lord's favor it goes on to say to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in zion and what what is this the year of the lord's favor you know when you read the history in deuteronomy you see that the israelites for every seventh year were supposed to take a break they were supposed to stop um you know cultivating they were supposed to give the land a rest they were supposed to there were a whole bunch of rules that they had and every 7th 7th year that is every 49th year it was a hard reset a hard reset meaning debts were cancelled slaves who had given themselves to work and you know be with the household are set free it's a hard reset everything goes back to zero and this is what god says when the spirit of the lord is upon me when he's anointed us we will proclaim the year of the lord's favor this year of the lord's favor which the jewish people celebrate as a year of jubilee for us today is a hard, it's a hard reset that happens when i say hard reset a debt is cancelled it's a hard reset is we don't owe satan anything because jesus has paid it all for us a hard reset because our sins no longer need to be in the forefront and guilt and shame no it's completely gone and so with that hard reset what happens hard reset we are able to see god come through and we are able to see we are living with an expectation that jesus is coming it says the vengeance of the lord will be there he is going to come he is going to come he is going to come to judge and you know the gospel is not one which has to be lived out in fear it has to be lived out in truth understanding that we have a fear of god so that he is above us so as i talked about the reset the reset that happens with jesus is immediate it's not like our old uh, computer systems where you press it you have to wait for it it takes its own sweet time to reboot no this reset is immediate the minute you accept jesus and you with all honesty accept saying jesus come into my heart i am a sinner i am making you lord and god over my life he comes in he's acknowledged the door is open he comes and sits on the throne and when he sits on your throne what does he say he says let me start working with you in submission we ask him say lord can you reset and it's immediate 
we surrender ourselves to him so that his will can start working in and through our life jesus says here he's coming back to judge and when he comes back to judge it's nice that you know we uh, see this gospel of transformation and it doesn't cause us to actually just look out for ourselves and i believe as i was reading this that you know it we are comforted when we mourn and everything it shows us the state of our heart for others we suddenly have a longing that hey this freedom that i have received this freedom that jesus gives is what others have to attain is what others have to get and we start making an effort it starts and so i think as we understand elohim as we start growing deeper in our understanding of him our mourning also will start increasing suddenly you'll realize you know what that uh, that the reset that's happened suddenly has happened even in the areas of our values suddenly has happened in the areas of our heart suddenly whatever is hurting god suddenly becomes to impress on our heart and we start carrying that we start carrying that and then god becomes more clear we suddenly see god god is a god of justice god is a god of you know who's there for the oppressed god and we start seeing things change we start understanding what the powers of darkness really are and god starts working in and through us john 14 verses 12 to 14 goes on to say truly truly i say to you who believes in me will also do the work that i do and greater works than these he will do because i am going to the father whatever you ask in my name this i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask me anything in my name i will do it and a lot of times we might ask things for our own personal needs but remember when we decide to follow jesus we are on his mission so the tab that we are on or is on his tab so whatever we ask if it aligns with his will for us he will give it but it also comes down to sometimes god may not give certain things that i ask because it will derail me from the mission that he's planned for me so today and in this whole thing we still can have our own preferences we can override god but i believe that's where we grieve the holy spirit and so today if there are areas in your life where you've allowed uh, you know you've not allowed god to actually do a reset a lot of us need a reset in our marriages a lot of us need a reset in our roles as a husband as a wife because many a times there are certain areas we just are holding on to thinking um, this is my identity god wants to reset those just imagine when he can reset those areas we will start flourishing so that jesus will be seen in and through everything that we do it says here in the proclamation aspect that you know what happens is there are three things that happen when we do the proclamation when he's anointed us for the gospel of transformation a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair and he says that they will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the lord so that they will be there for all his splendor so today when we allow him each of these proclamation is basically praising him and saying jesus you have anointed me let the holy spirit work in and through me so whatever has been heaped and amounted to a bunch of ashes he will make a crown of beauty out of it 
and that's where it's beautiful because we get to celebrate together as a community as believers together of what he's doing in and through you no one who's come into church is the same everyone who comes in always experiences jesus and sees life transformation happen the second thing that we see is he gives us an oil of joy instead of mourning today we you know the spirit of god is uh, so uh magnificent in a way in which in the midst of suffering i have experiences in the midst of hardships in the midst of trials he gives us a oil of joy he fills our oil so that we can still keep burning bright with joy and gladness we are not timid and you know you can't experience um you can't allow hardships to really quench the joy that he gives hardships are there struggles are there but god will bring to remembrance that he is sovereign over everything in fact this one year over the last year has been a challenging year for me personally there have been quite a few setbacks and in each of these setbacks i've come to trust god even more come to trust god saying that had these opportunities actually if i'd caved in without the spirit of god i would be in a state of mourning but because the spirit of god worked in and through me because the spirit of god allowed me to see things the way he wanted me to see i'm able to see that i'm having his joy in my life and the third thing is a garment of praise instead of despair and these three things are just not a one off time it's an everyday thing we will put on this everyday because we are renewed by the spirit we will put on this because we are trusting in the spirit we'll put on this because we love love the spirit of god in our lives we are giving him the rightful place and so today church i would encourage you that as we take time to see jesus through the book of isaiah would you take time and allow him into your life so that the transformation work will happen this is not a one off transformation this is not a one year transformation it's a lifelong transformation a lifelong transformation to see god do his work so that it says here beautifully so that we will be called oaks of righteousness we will be a planting of the lord displaying for his splendor oak of righteousness you see the oak trees they are not just you know the width is really broad they are really strong they have taken its roots deep in and so god wants us to take our roots right deep in so that nothing would shake us up let us be determined to allow the spirit to work in and through us allow every area to be changed and transformed the second thing that we see from this passage is we are destined to rebuild to restore and to renew isaiah 61 verse 4 says because the spirit of the lord has anointed us and we have and we proclaimed the good news we proclaimed his freedom we proclaimed the year of the lord he says they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations when jesus came into this earth to save us he just didn't want to save a group of people he wanted to save the entirety of mankind he didn't want to just save the entirety of mankind he wanted his people who are being saved to be set free from the clutches that was there generationally and so today a lot of the things that we are going through many a times um you know is induced by us we kind of cultivate the spirit we kind of cultivate the 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 atmosphere and we are inducing it upon us but some of us run 
you know deep into our family lineage and god's wanting us to intentionally allow the spirit to work in and through us you know uh, for those of uh you in your family where alcohol has been you know something which has really brought um you know um a setback in your family you will soon realize as you look back into your grandparents time and into their uh, how how they all are doing there might be a streak of it where you know it's time for you to take claim and say jesus we break we bind this generational curse that's been over us and i want to ask the same thing if there's something that the spirit of god is prompting you let's do some due diligence in finding out and as we find out let's not be shaken let us come together as families and let us bind it here on this earth because when we bind it here on this earth what we're telling is we're binding it also on the spirit level and when we bind it on the spirit level satan has no hold over it because jesus has won jesus has victory even as we read i believe as we are being anointed as transformation happens we will just not be people who are the same god will use different areas in our life to rebuild he will use areas in our life to restore he will use areas in our life to renew and so what does this rebuilt ancient ruins look like for some of us it's probably just ruined everything is you know the entire our future probably is ruined right now we feel like we've made certain life choices where we've just we are facing the consequences of the choices that we've made the holy spirit is saying i will come now and start working in and through you i will come now and start changing things around would you be with me on this course because when he decides to work in and through us it he will rebuild the old ruins he will he will cause us to take those steps intentional steps if trust is the one which kind of is ruined because we were unable to uh, you know uh, be trustworthy god will start working in that character area of our lives would you allow the holy spirit to work if we've known to you know uh, not be able to sustain a job and work at it and put our head down and work at it and you know we've had problems uh, submitting to authority the holy spirit is like i can work in that area if if it's if it's if if you've been in debt a lot god will work in you in such a way where he'll start changing the desires of your heart changing what your contentment level looks like and god wants to step into those areas and change and when he changes it may not seem much outside but he is doing a lot inside he first works within restoring places that have been devastated for a lot of us we carry a lot of devastation the after effects of certain things the after effects of pieces that are left behind because let's say a spouse walked out or because the person you trusted just broke everything off and you're devastated you don't know what to do and now you're just picking yourself you're trying every form of self improvement can i ask you and urge you would you allow the holy spirit to come in because when he comes in he will cause restoration he is the one who fixes everything he is the one who's able to say you know what this area i'll be able to work in and in with you he'll cause us to give us that he'll be cause us to have the vision for our future he'll be able to see you know what we can be the change and we can be the immediate change for our generation so today i would ask you would you be willing to commit and ask god to step into those areas where whichever area is devastated the holy spirit 
has to work in those areas. It's only when he works will we be able to see restoration happen. Rebuilding is takes time. Restoration takes time. Restoration takes a lot of work. When we see a lot of these restoration videos uh, of these old antiques and things, it involves a lot of scraping, scrubbing, soaking, a lot of hard chemicals so that it removes years of dirt that's just stuck on and scratches and dents. But when something comes out of it, something beautiful will come out. And the third, he says, as I rebuild, as I restore, I will renew ruined cities. You know, a lot of times we uh, we fail to see the extent of the damage that's happened. And we are on the verge of giving up. We are on the verge, a lot of us are on the verge of giving up our faith because we are not able to see what our belief system is translating to our physical thing. But I would ask you, can we, you know, move that reference point to say, God, can you work in my spirit man first? Because if my spirit man is strong, I will be able to see it far bigger. And I, I wouldn't allow my physical circumstance to control my spiritual state, which is close to you. Ruined cities are basically cities which are, just the name is there, but nothing else. You can't inhabit it. It requires a lot of work. I'm reminded of uh, in the 1945 when uh, the World War II happened and uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki got bombed. And today, if you had to see those cities, they are like any other urban cities. People are staying there. there are last year checked was around 1.5 million people staying in the city. It's urban cities today. Those have taken time to actually be renewed. It's taken close to like 40 years, 50 years. So today God wants to renew so many things in our life, be it relationships, be it our relationships with our parents, our loved ones, some of our colleagues, some of the people that we've really been struggling to um, get along with. He will show us what are these cracks? Can I work in those areas? And when we start working within, it'll start manifesting. Things that used to anger us a lot, we'll, we'll, we'll have a healthy understanding. And more than that, we will start committing it to God. If we are still in areas where we are uh, being provoked, we'll be like, God, you control. And God will orchestrate things beautifully as long as we submit to his will. So today, as we allow God's transformative power to work because he's anointing us, would you also allow what he's destined for us to do? He's not destined for us to be in silos and just do things alone all by ourselves. No, in the midst of all that God's called us, he's called us to rebuild. He's called us to renew and he's called us to restore. All this is hard work and all this can happen only from a place of brokenness. All of this. And the reason why I'm saying this is when he's anointed us to proclaim the good news, when he's anointed us for the year of the Lord, when we have a heart reset, he puts a burden in us. He puts a burden in us. Each of us carry a specific burden. And I believe when we start seeing that burden that he's laid on our heart, we won't be the same. We will see areas where we can bring restoration because of Jesus. We will see areas where we can start renewing 
we'll become advocates we'll start seeing areas where we can start rebuilding charles burgeon says this when god places a burden upon you he places his arms underneath you when god places a burden upon you he places his arms underneath you a lot of us know this that when god gives us a vision he also gives us the provision for the same thing so today whatever it is if it's a burden from god he will carry it through if it's our own burden that we probably have been carrying i think it's high time we lay it at the altar and say god please help me with this but then he his character will start working in and through us and it won't leave us the same and so today as i had mentioned earlier as we are in this whole state of rebuild restore renew in the state of brokenness whatever area of brokenness that you have right now be it your character be it your life story be it your belief system be it your ideologies be it your identity he is willing to do something in your life today as long as you're willing for the holy spirit to anoint you because when he anoints you that transformation is about to happen so even as i conclude i know we are concluding this entire series glimpses but as we enter into the advent and into the last month of this year i don't think we have to go in without hope i think we can go on with hope and so today even as i pray i want to pray specifically over the areas of our life that really need him and for those of you who've not accepted jesus i would ask if you can accept jesus as your lord and personal savior it's your decision you get to choose and when you allow jesus into your heart and make him god and lord over your life the holy spirit resides within you and he's given us this beautiful spirit to work in and through us shape us strengthen us all that we read today in terms of renewing rebuilding and restoring he will do it when he works in our inner man in all these areas that i mentioned we will start seeing a physical change and we will start seeing through his eyes so can we pray together today a loving heavenly father lord we thank you lord for this time thank you lord for doing everything so beautifully lord jesus whatever you've done so far lord you've led us beautifully and we thank you for that and i pray that lord even at this time as we have completed the series i pray right now that you would anoint us lord jesus anoint us lord i pray for those who are watching online for those who are listening online right now for those who are lord jesus even uh, listening to this a few weeks or a few years later also lord i pray even right now the same spirit of god which came down on the day of pentecost will come down right now will set the captives free lord whatever area we need freedom in that you would come down lord i pray that we will be people who will be able to proclaim your good news we be people lord jesus who will be able to proclaim your freedom we will be able to proclaim the year of lord goodness lord jesus we thank you i pray that you would work in and through us lord i pray holy spirit would you come in would you renew us would you restore us and would you rebuild us so that we will be able to be this oak of righteousness that you've called us to be lord we thank you go before us and strengthen us more than anything lord we want you to lord shape us so that we'll be useful vessels to you lord jesus fill us so that we'll be able to burn brighter in places that you've kept us in lord i pray lord for your holy spirit to work in each and every one's home lord bless the food and water of everyone's home strengthen each and every one i pray that there'll be a blood covering from head to toe lord 
be with us strengthen us go before us lord we ask all this in your most precious name amen amen so even as you step out this week i would ask that you would allow the anointing of the holy spirit to come upon you the anointing filled jesus and he was on a mission the anointing should fill us so that we are on a mission even as he works to renew rebuild and restore things in our lives within let's ask him intentionally let's not leave those areas untouched by the spirit let him come and touch us and let us be bold enough to see what he has in store so as you step out this week i pray that god will bless you and be with you have a blessed week god bless you all thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes if you like what you are hearing consider rating us subscribing and even sharing it with friends that would really help us for more content from via zion and to connect with us go to viazion.in remember whoever finds jesus finds life